Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. Happy end of year. Happy closing out podcast of 2021 to you and to our listeners. And what an effing year it's been. I know. Just when you think like you're like 2020 sucked, 2021 is going to be great. And then you're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, more or less. No, 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 that's not that's not truth there. So yeah, here we are 2021 moving into 2022 and oh, it all feels the same. Doesn't it? I feel like we're we're in like groundhog day here. Right. Yeah. And now, so we're like 21 months, whatever it is into lockdown. Um, And now I can't already tell time anymore. Because stuff that happened three months ago, I'm like, that was five years ago, right? And stuff that happened two years ago, I'm like, that was just yesterday, right? Like, I can't. It's all it's all rolled into one little foil ball of suck. <laughs> I like that. I like that. The foil ball of suck. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I know. And as we were discussing before, the um, in the green room, as it were, the virtual green room. Uh, our virtual green room. Our virtual green room. I like it. We had yet another, my family had yet another COVID exposure over the holidays. So the shit strikes again, huh? I know. So like tracking down test is like, you can't, you can't get tested. I've been trying for like three days to like figure out where the frig I can get a rapid test and I can't find any place. I can't get anything from like the drugstore. I can't get into a test. Like it's like, there's no testing. So I'm just like, thank God a friend of mine was like, have some tests if you want them. But I have to like, you know. I have to, she lives an hour away from me. So I have to go two hours for these tests. In fact, fine. Karen's not even going to sleep tonight. After we're done recording, she's just going to start her day and drive on over. I'm just going to go straight to Connecticut when we're done. I mean, <laughs> which is whatever. But I mean, I'm super happy that she has them and she's giving them to, like, like letting me use them for, like, the cost of next, when we can go out in public again, we'll have lunch and I'm buying, you know. Um, but, I'm sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just is like, wow, this blows. It does. How are we not prepared with testing? Like, why can't everybody just get tests? I don't understand why. Uh, it's not happening across the world. It seems to be just in our country. We don't have the resources well, to uh, provide this, which is bullshit. So, my, pardon, my, pardon my language. It's No, it's very frustrating. So she, my friend's Canadian from originally, like, I mean, she lives here now, but she's originally Canadian um, and part of her family is still in Canada, which is why she ended up with all these tests because she bought a ton before the holidays because she was going, bringing her family to Canada and they wanted to, they had to like, because her mom wasn't boosted yet, they wanted to make sure that mm. they swabbed every day before they went to visit her so that they didn't unwittingly bring her COVID, right? And especially knowing she's older, she's not, she doesn't have the booster yet. So, um, and then, and then just like things got so bad in Canada, the prime minister was like, we request that you not travel here. And like, of course, like can Canadians go, of course, we'll listen to your request and we're not <laughs> yeah. going to go. Some people do that. Because Canadians do the right thing. Um, you know, so she, but she ended up with all of these tests, which, you know, lucky for me, I get to, um, <laughs> Yeah, lucky for you, you them. might get your hands on a couple tests, but unluckily I, for you, yeah. you need them. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And normally I would just be like, whatever, and ride it out, but I, I got stuff that I need to like, yeah, you're be being You're being very for, good, so, and you know, yeah, as you should be. Yeah, 
that I don't, I don't need to know if I need to cancel or not. But yeah. So guys, by the time you listen to this, hopefully things have moved right out of Karen's system and her household. But um, wish her well. Yeah, wish me well. I mean, we're not going to die. I mean, we feel like kind of crappy, but it's not like the 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 oh my god take me knock on wood okay i'm just knocking right now yeah i'm knocking on desk yeah i I don't want to like jinx myself but it just is kind of like the the eh, i don't feel so good yeah no i don't blame you so anyway should we take a stroll to a kinder gentler time yeah kinder gentler time of 1998 i believe um was the year and we're in season seven episode four for Ball and Jane, you know what's happening in this episode. Ball and Jane, just you guys, by the title. we're getting a visit by a ghost of Melrose Past. Y'all, we got we got visited by a few ghosts in this episode. Oh, I, that's so funny. I was going to say, actually, uh, the names, if not the faces, of several dearly departed um, make a, a showing in this episode. But that said, I, I've never been happier to see Jane in my that's entire what, life. <laughs> that's exactly, I think that's kind of an indictment of where the show is, where it's like <laughs> Jane, who was like the most boring wet blanket of the original <laughs> cast, she, we, we see her and it's like, thank God an angel has blessed Melrose. I'm like, oh, thank God Jane's here. She'll make everything better. Uh, so what an episode this was. Um, yeah. I mean, can we just talk about how great Jane is and how happy we are to see her again? I mean, that's what it is. This episode does have a different feel. It's it's like slightly, I don't know, It's there's something lighter and more fun about it, even though there's still a lot of like grinding story out. It's, there was a, I liked it more than the usual ones. That's well, for sure. Okay. Well, Billy, okay, so Billy and Jen were my, I'm still shipping them. And and I That's thought fair. that they had yes. some good, like, and Alyssa Milano, again, doing wonderful work in a really crappy show. Um, they, they don't deserve her, and as far as I'm concerned. and um, Well, and they won't have her for much longer anyway. <laughs> very smart to go over to Charmed and be like, see ya, I'm moving to San Francisco. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, let's just dig in. Cold open. All right, so we are outside the hospital. <sighs> Lexi is talking to Coop about when he moves <sighs> into her place. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. So remember, they were married at the end of last week. Um, you know, she's busy insulting his place at Melrose because hers is nicer. She's like, you don't need to bring your stereo because I have a stereo and it's 1998, so everyone still has a stereo. Um, and, and, and then she MP3 sees... Failure. Yeah, they were probably, like, just about to, right? Um, And then she sees Peter, and then makes a big show of giving Coop a kiss before he goes off to work. Um, This whole thing, I'm so frustrated with this, because, like, when they sort of put, did the, like, they don't, this isn't, I just hate this. I hate that. This isn't Lexi. Like, this isn't the Lexi they built up. You know, they built up the marriage of convenience. It was going to be, was Lexi was just, you know, she just needed the the money to get out of, you know, the get away from the problem with the IRS. Um, marriage of convenience. Megan was going to move in. But then all of a sudden, you know, it became, well, you know, she's really manipulative. I won't let her manipulate me. And now we're like, She's a biatch. Also, he's not very hard to manipulate. I mean, 
I he's mean, for somebody valuable. who knows that it's coming, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for someone who went into this whole arrangement with eyes wide open, like they're pretty shut. Right. And then Peter, can we talk about, can we talk about this? Because when yeah, I was going does, to, so let's do it. Yeah. When Lexi plants the big kiss on him and is like, you know, I don't know, make him jealous or whatever. And then, and then like, why did, like, I don't understand Peter at this point. Why did he bail her out? Why is she trying to make him jealous? Why does he seem a little jealous of Coop? Is it because Amanda rejected him? But then that doesn't seem to be playing out later on in the episode, which we will get to. I don't know. I don't understand Peter's mo- I mean, look, Jack Wagner probably doesn't understand his motivations either. And that's why this whole storyline is cockamamie. I mean, yeah, they're just showing up and delivering whatever they find on their doorstep that morning is, is my guess. And not, they're probably not asking too many questions at this point. Um, no, Peter sucks, but they all suck. Like that's the bottom line. Um, there's, there's no true bad guy in this situation, which is primarily a triangle, but when Peter's tacked on a quadrangle, but there's also no good guy. I mean, like, like there's no hero. To, to really root for here because they're all too stupid and like malleable for for me to really root for any of them you're not even rooting for megan i mean she's the one that i feel the most bad for in this situation but i'm also like come on girl just like put on your big girl pants and move on yeah i guess so i guess i just really think i think i really liked her and coop together and so having I don't, and also like I think this was an okay. I think this was an interesting wedge to put between them. I think that this could have been, and I think it would have been more interesting if they actually, if Megan actually moved in. Right. Right. Don't you think that they had well, all? Lived- yes, but then it's a sitcom. Well, there's nothing wrong with Three's Company. I love that sitcom. I know when Three's Company was Three's Company, not when Melrose Place is supposed to be something different. But I don't think it needs to be a. I don't think that needs to be a sitcom. It, I think it could have like the sort of like funny moments, but I also think that it could have set it up a little bit differently. It would have been one thing if, for whatever reason, Lexi was forced, like she was destitute, and there isn't the thing about the codicil, and instead she's forced to move next door to them in Melrose Place. Because then we're dealing with with the the old school way of like, you're all incestuous, you're all living on top of each other, mayhem ensues. Usually comedic. Like that would have been, but but this is like, I don't need them all at the marina. I don't need them sneaking around like they're 16 years old. Um, You know, like we should probably just summarize the episode and give the commentary as we go. But that's basically right. Like this is a dead on arrival kind of story for me. Uh And it also like, I want to like Megan, but then I want Megan to be a heroine of the show and not the one sidelined the most. Yeah, and that is true. She Which is, is sort sidelined. of what's happening. Okay, so now uh, we're going to go your to... point, yes, yeah. we've like, conti- we're continuing to, to announce like Lexi 2.0. Um, and I think she just gets, I won't say worse, but m- more extreme as this season progresses, which may be why Ken Hart said he liked her towards the end. Cause maybe he really liked what she was serving. Um, it's just different from how she was introduced. I mean, maybe um, she's sort of stepping into the unhinged Kimberly role. To a degree. I think that's true. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so should we go? There were two, uh, once again, two cold, two different scenes in the cold open. 
Yeah, and and so here's the next one, and I thought we were going to go a very different route. It sort of ends up being a red herring, but remember Carrie, I think her name was, the Harry, new receptionist? Kelly, whatever, the receptionist. One yeah. of those. Yeah. Um, she's still around, and she's like still trying to like get her claws in Michael, and Michael sees Megan in the distance uh, at the hospital, uh, and um, he's like not really giving her the time of day. And this woman basically lays out a case for sexual harassment. She's like, you came on to me, you kissed me, you took me out, you promised me the the hope of advancement. I can sue you. And he's like, okay, we'll deal with it later. Bye. And then he goes and talks to Megan. Um, and then Coop Yeah, that was kind of a throwaway, up. which would have been really interesting if she was like, lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, it may still happen. I don't have a memory of this woman or it happening, but my memory is increasingly fuzzy with this season and with life now, so 50-50 chance comes back. Um, Michael has this brief interaction with Megan and Coop then. Uh, he kind of trash talks Coop. Um, and then Megan takes Coop into a room so they can kiss in private. She half yells at him about the ring that he gave her and then asked for back at the most inopportune time so he could officially wed Lexi. Mm-hmm. Um you know, his excuse was like, "Well, what? I needed the ring," and it's like that doesn't explain why. Yeah, you didn't I just wanted hold to kick him in the and, teeth with that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but remember, ooh, kick ooh, the writers ooh. in the teeth. Um, not him. Uh, he's just delivering the lines. Yeah, <laughs> he's just showing up. And she's like, "How are we going to do this?" But they kind of make up, and then they start going at it in this room at the hospital. Um, so they're going to keep doing their thing, even though he's married to Lexi and. I don't know why they think a public place is smart, but there we are. Okay, so this is actually kind of funny. After the credits, we come back and Billy is doing this kind of lame-looking pitch for a new Italian client, at oh, this Amanda Woodward. Hilarious, but also uh, Giorgio. Is, was it Giorgio? Can we just jump yeah. for a second with the credits? When I saw Josie Bazette as Jamie oh yes, I yes, screamed. yes, yes. I screamed, I screamed, and I was like, thank God. Because, like, I kind of knew it by the title, the, the episode title, but to actually see that, I was very excited. Anyway, moving Yeah, on. so, yeah, I guess I knew back in real time that it was happening. It was heavily promoted. But I, um, if I'd seen the title of the episode, Bull and Jane, I would have thought, okay, either she's coming back or we're just starting a new storyline and we're mentioning Jane, which could be a disaster. But, no, we get Jane, we, and seeing her name proves it. Again, you might ask... Do we have her all episode or do we have her like just showing up in the last minute? There's going to be a lot of Jane in this episode, guys. Just stay tuned. Super exciting. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So Giorgio, who's Studley, by the way. He's a I, if you guy. say so. He's, yeah, he's a handsome guy. I think the accent's doing a, a lot of the guy. work. But yeah, yeah he's a good no looking guy. no acting chops, but a handsome guy. Indeed. Um... And it seems to go well, so then Sam immediately compl- – Sam, I mean, as much as I have hated her for two years, is only getting worse by the yes. episode. I mean, she's, yes. she's one of the worst creations on any TV show. Yes. Um, yes. All so now, that. So now Miss Self-Righteous complains to Amanda, um, and she's like, why are you giving Billy all the credit for the campaign? I worked on it. So Amanda is like, look, Billy ran the show. You just did the art. Um and Sam complains more, and Amanda's like, you know, I don't want to lose Billy if there's an opportunity he's going to go to Italy to work for this client, uh, but 
And she doesn't say it in these words, but she might as well. She's like, but I have no problem losing you, Samantha, and not seeing you around here. So yes, I, I will speak hilarious. up. She's like, so I'll speak up for you on your behalf because I'd like to keep Billy. I mean, that's that's what's being said here, right? Yeah, it was hilarious. And Sam was like, good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, doesn't even get it. <laughs> And I was like, she's saying you suck, Sam. Yeah, she's saying she hates you and she never wants to see you for the rest of her life. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> None of us do. I know. No, everybody wants Sam to go to Italy at this point. Nobody wants yeah. her sticking around. Mm. She doesn't deserve it, but we deserve to get rid of her. Right. Um, and there's a quick scene. Taylor has nothing to do in these episodes other than be, be pregnant. pregnant. Yep. Uh, so she's still nesting at Michael's and he's packing for, he says, a, um, a medical conference in Chicago, but it's also his college reunion. Uh, I guess it would be his tenure. And um, like she keeps digging and she thinks he's going there to meet up with someone, but he's kind of like, no, it's just for a medical conference. So put a pin in that one. Peter, meanwhile, is in therapy again. So now he's talking about a dream he had about Amanda. She's in a sexy red dress. She resists him, and he gets more assertive, and she likes it. <laughs> and the, the doctor gets and she likes it. No, Peter, no. What's his name? He's like, yeah, we call that wish fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, go on a fun vacation. <laughs> yeah. Go to a party resor- resort. Like, get over this. I think his, I think his therapist is sick of him. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's like, I went so far as to let him stay at my place for that weekend or whatever. And now it's not working. It's too much. And wasn't like a couple of episodes ago, Peter was like, I know my problem. I'm still in love with Amanda. I don't need to see you anymore. Yeah. But I guess he thinks this therapist will help him actually get Amanda. Like he'll give him better advice. I don't know. I don't know. He's wrong. I think they needed needed the vehicle of the therapist, right? I think, yeah, they did. Yeah. And also, is that the first time we find out that peter has moved back in to melrose again where did he live where does he where where did he move? He was with lexi and then he moved out and lexi kept he moved out and lexi kept that place in the marina and that's what coop has moved into so peter i think has moved into matt's apartment and coop moved out of matt's apartment into megan's apartment and megan is where where's her apartment is Megan still living with Jennifer? No, because she no, I don't think she's still living with Jennifer. I guess she moved into Sydney's old place that was Craig's. It's possible. It's not been. I don't think it's ever been made clear. Coop and uh, Megan were living somewhere in Melrose Place, and for some reason, I guess I thought they were still sleeping together in the living room of Jennifer's apartment. But maybe it makes more sense that she's in Sydney and Craig's place. Yeah, because Coop did get his own place after at Melrose after a while, I and thought. Was Coop in and Matt's thought, old place, though? Coop was in Matt's place. So, Coop was in Matt's old place. So maybe Megan is there and Peter is in a different apartment? Maybe, maybe Peter is in Taylor's apartment because Taylor is now with Michael? Yeah, because who, where, like... Who, so Peter's essentially in Jake's old apartment. Oh yeah, but, but it's, I know it's on the ground floor. Move out? Not to my knowledge. See, this is like now. This is maybe where... she moved. Maybe she moved out when she was attempting suicide. I don't know. Nothing has been addressed. 
Okay. We barely see Kyle, but no one says anything to Taylor about the fact that she's responsible for this woman's death and was perpetuating this major lie for months. Yeah, they're just, we just move on. Yeah, it's like she's in hiding at Michael's or something. When your storyline really is over, yeah, I mean, right? Nick. I don't think I don't think Nick knows uh, any better either at this point. I think he still thinks she died all those months back too. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they've just gone off the rails with this, and I think that they're just pretending all of that didn't exist and we're just moving people into apartments and just not saying where they're really moving. I know it's weird. Melrose place used to be ground central for the show, but now it's more just like a repository. Yeah. (laughs) Or a suppository. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, I see what you're putting in there. All right. We move on. Okay. Moving on. Speaking of the complex, Sam is all dressed up and she's leaving her apartment and then she sees Jeff, but she seems surprised. She was dressed up because she was going to meet Giorgio, the client, and uh, see if she can get this job that will guarantee her going to Italy. And of course, hasn't told Jeff, who's in love with her and wants to marry her, any of this. Yeah, and he's like, wow, you're really dressed up for going to a movie. And she's like, oh, about that. Uh, Sam is the worst. Sam is the worst. She is. And, and, you know, and she's like, I have to go to a dinner because I'm up for a job in Italy. Bye. You know, and he's yeah. just like, wait, what? When are you going to tell me? Like, she's horrible. Yeah. No, she sucks. Like, I have, like, there's nothing I can say. And he's, like, not quite a pro athlete. Do you know what I mean? Like, you would think that he could do better. Oh, I thought, yes. I thought the way you were saying it was, like, diminishing him. No, you were building him up. Yeah. Like, he's... He's a good-looking guy, and he's fairly well-known, and, like, yeah. He could be with someone who's a catch. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to put up with this shit. No. No. And besides, it's not healthy. She's mean to him. Yeah. He's, like, a nice, from good stock kind of guy, and she sucks. Yeah. She needs like, to go he back wants, to He wants to be, like, with a nice partner and settle down, and she's, like, just trying to get a new job to get back at Billy. And... Let us not forget, you, barely, not even a year ago, maybe it was six months ago, she was cashier girl in a bad outfit at some, like, shop and stop place. Yeah, a, a baby Ralph's or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it was just, like, you know, some crappy old supermarket in a crappy outfit. And here she is talking about her is. career prospects. Yeah, in Italy. Like, like how how is she, how are she she with her like not even a year's worth of experience, and then Billy like with all of his ad, like as much as we laugh about it, he has been doing this for eight years or however long the show has been on yeah. there, and yeah. she's like, and she thinks she's like up for a job, and he's I don't know. It's anyway, she's stupid. I hate her. Yeah, I concur. Uh, and so now we get the flip side of this storyline, which is Billy and Jennifer talking at Kyle's. But we also see who this week's jazzy guest star is, and it's a then little known Diana Krall. Which who, is wonderful. And she looks great, and she's already sounding great, and it's great. Good. It's a, that's a coup. Good for you, Melrose. I know, but I was like, that's a get. Nobody must have known her back then. <laughs> that's what, yeah. That was before anyone knew who she was. Her big hit album <laughs> was like one full year away from being released. Yeah. Okay, wow. Like, but I was like, yeah, wow, that's, that's a get. Yeah, that's, that's a get. get. That's a get. Yeah, that's not like when you get um, Valerie Harper. This is someone who's still on their way up. Yeah, 20 odd years later, we're like, damn, that's a get. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but it was a nice surprise. It was a very nice surprise, and I was and thank God no blaring saxophones. This this just very beautiful voice vocalist, which was nice. in, in, indeed. Yeah. Um, okay. And so Billy is telling Jennifer about going to Italy, um, and like she's not. Like he's he's totally tunnel vision. Like he's just thinking about this job and it's great and he wants it, and he's not really paying attention to her. He's not responding when she says, "You know, I speak Italian." She's dropping um, hints. Yeah, she's dropping and, hard hints, and she's feeling really dissed. Uh, and then Billy's like, "I gotta go," and Kyle comes over to comfort her. Like one of like the two times we see Kyle uh, on the periphery. Um, because he knows that, like, somehow Billy has hurt her. And she's like, I think I'm losing my best friend. Um, as, as our friend Ken Hart would say, the Matt slot goes to Kyle this episode. That's right. He's definitely playing Matt. I feel like, it, although I feel like it's a tie between uh, Kyle and Taylor, and maybe, but. Yeah, actually, you're right. It could be Taylor. It could be Taylor because she also has very little to do this episode. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to tip it towards Kyle. Okay. Um. Meanwhile, also that night at, at Kyle's, the lawyer Jordan is there talking to Lexi and Coop about their marriage. And awkward, Megan is the one who's waiting on them, because of course. Um, and, you know, like Coop pays Lexi a compliment, mostly for Jordan's benefit. So then Megan accidentally on purpose spills a martini on Coop because she's so pissed off at this whole arrangement that's going on. Um, and then we go to Chicago. Uh, you know, Michael was first stuck talking to an old alum that he was like sort of maybe never friends with back in the day. And uh, he's shocked to find out that this guy is married to like the super attractive girl that I guess they, was with him in college. Uh, and they ask about Jane. And of course, he's like, no, that didn't work out. And then he mentions how his next two wives died, which when yeah, taken out of really context funny. is real different than the way we watched it play out over five seasons. Um and then he walks over and he's all forlorn and there's a photo of Jane and Michael as the hot one of the hot couples of 1988 and it's definitely like a press image from season 1 of the two of them with their 1992 hair um and then we get a long shot of Michael and and the camera focuses and Jane is there behind him so she's already on the episode we got her we got her we got um, her they hug they start to catch up there's no mention of Sid. She even talks about how she didn't have a great year. Still doesn't say that it may have included her sister getting killed by a car on her wedding night, but whatever. Um, she says she's working for a clothing design, has artsy friends. And Michael is like real smitten. And Thomas Calabra was playing like old, old school Michael. And yes, it's really sweet. Um, and he's like, can we get together later? And she's like, no, I should go. And he says, maybe tomorrow. And she goes, no, I'm having a pre-wedding party. And it's apparently a party for her because she's about to get married and is just, uh, uh, laying this out now. Um, and Michael looks like you like kicked his puppy. Yeah, no, he, he looks, looks so su- super sad. Yeah, uh, super and then sad. she's Jane finally leaves and they say goodbye. And he goes back to that photo of them and peels it off the wall looking really sad. You know what I realized um, at this point? Both Michael and Peter are pining for women they cannot have. Women they cannot have and women that they have already had a chance with. Exactly. It was just, I just sort of like was like, oh, let me note that. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah. 
as as often happens in the daytime world when they bring these people back around and around and around um, <laughs> and around and around and around. Uh, and then Michael gets a call from Jennifer because she's telling him what to do about Billy um, or asking him, like telling him the situation a bit about how Billy is frustrating her, focusing on just running off to Italy. And, and Michael's like not really giving her the support she wants, but he mentions Jane. And then she's like, well, I think you should do whatever it takes and and get Jane back. I really liked her. And then we go to Sam at uh, Amanda Woodward. Jeff shows up and she's like, I called you, but I couldn't reach you. I wanted to apologize. And he calls her out on like trying to put distance between them, but she apologizes. And he's like, I'm going after a career in sports casting now. He's going to leave town for some job interviews on the East Coast. But he does still want to marry her. And it's like, Jeff, you can do so much better. Yeah. And he's basically like, come find me when you're ready. See if I'm still available. You know, he's like, like, make it soon. He's like, get ready soon. Yeah. Um, And so Billy has now found out. I'm not really sure how quickly this whole thing is supposedly happening with the Italian job, if you will. But Billy has found out that, like, Sam is gunning for this role. He comes over to Jennifer's apartment in a funk because... Guy, remember Guy, the guy we never see. Guy, guy he saw them yes. at dinner. <laughs> so it's like, where were they going? That guy was there. If Guy's there, I want to see this. I well, I mean, and also, can't we just like r- r- roll Guy into the fold at this point? No, like, just uh, add like, a we guy. Just talking about him and talking about like, give Guy a shot. Yeah, yeah, bring him in. Add add another man. But also, couldn't have just been like everyone else. They went to Kyle's for dinner. And Jennifer saw them, and that's how Billy finds out? Or Kyle tells Jennifer, and Jennifer tells Billy, something like that? I mean... But it's nice, I, yeah. it's nice to throw Guy in there. But, I mean, we'd miss Guy if he wasn't there, right? I miss Guy, and he's not there, so yeah. <laughs> if the promise of Guy wasn't there, we'd miss him, right? Right? At this point. At this point, it's a highlight. Oh, yeah. Guy is getting more than than the Matt slot. We just don't see him. I know. We just don't see him. But uh, Jennifer is now being extra sensitive about everything Billy is saying because he's not really paying attention to her. And she's like on the verge of losing it. Um, and and then she like kind of, she finally snaps and he kind of perks up. And she's like, I can't believe that you haven't been including me in this. I, why wouldn't you invite me? And his thing is, Billy goes, well, I just assumed you'd come with me. I love you and I want you there. And then she's like, well, I do want to go with you. And, and they hug and it kind of seems okay. to be resolved. Well, this is the thing. I thought this was a cute ass fight. Okay. So basically, he Billy is going to... He, he's upset about Sam moving in on his job. And so he's like, hey, wait, you're a nice Italian girl. You're a good cook. Let's invite this Giorgio guy over to our apartment and we'll like wine him and dine him and treat him to a home cooked Italian meal. And maybe he'll understand Italy is where I belong, not, not Sam and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it was really cute because. It is cute. Yeah. It is really cute. Jen it's sitcom yeah. yeah, and she and Jen was like, do you want me to wear like a sexy dress? And he's like, what? You always look okay. And she yeah, was like, okay. yeah. she was like, okay. So I'm like the okay girl making, it was really cute, making okay antipasta and okay manicotti, which by the way is not the proper way to say it if you're really Italian. That's How right. do you say it? Manicotti? Manicotti. Yeah. 
but I always called it Manicotti too. My parents always yelled at me, but, um, but you know, she's like, and I'll just be I'm nice and nice. And like, and it was, and she was getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And then Billy finally was like, well, what would I do? You know what I mean? And, and that's when he was like, miss, miss, miss you. Aren't you coming with me? You know? So, um, so, and then they had like this adorable little fight and it was very cute. And I was actually very happy. I like it. It is cute. I thought, and Alyssa thought that it was a, a, maybe a misdirect that her emotions were heightened because maybe she was pregnant, but that doesn't seem to be where we went with that. Oh, that would have been a really interesting, but no, I don't think, I don't think we went there. No, I don't think so. I'm just surprised we resolved this halfway through the episode. I guess, although the question does still remain, will Billy get the job? Of course, of course. Keep watching to find out. That That's how they lure us back. I know. Um, so yes, we'll return to the, the Billy dinner in a little bit. Um, but we're back in Chicago, and Billy go. Excuse me, not Billy. Michael goes to Jane's house, because um, she said her parents are out of town, and she's house sitting. And I guess that's what we're also supposed to believe her pre-wedding party is. Um, already doesn't seem to make sense because for, why would her parents be out of town? The last time they weren't at a daughter's uh, wedding festivities, she died. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> Bad things happen. Um, so Michael shows up at the house and he's looking for Jane and, and they're like, have any of you seen Jane? And they point at this guy and they're like, well, there's the groom. And typically the bride isn't far from there. So he like, it looks like the groom is doing something sketchy. Michael follows him like through the kitchen into like some back room, a laundry room or something. And, um, we see that the, the groom is kissing Jane, or at least it's someone, who looks like Jane from the back with short blonde hair. And so Michael like excuses himself. He apologizes because he's now with them in this inopportune moment. Um, and then he realizes that the groom is kissing someone with Jane's hair, but it's not Jane. Um, and he punches the guy out and causes a ruckus and everyone around the house is like, Oh my God, what's going on? And then Jane shows up and Michael's like, look, this guy was kissing someone else at your party. And then we learn that, um, Jane lied and she isn't engaged and she's throwing the party for someone else. It's not for her. Uh, and this woman with glasses and, and Jane's haircut is, I guess the real bride. Um, and, and I think this is when Jane actually mentions, like she apologizes for misleading him. She's like, it was a really bad year. And again, like doesn't mention Sid's death, maybe having been a part of that. Um, something that I noticed though, is the other guy in the scene is a young actor who Alyssa and I now know from Hallmark movies 20, 25 years later. Oh, so he must have been super young here because he still looks pretty young in these movies. David Hayden Jones is his name. Um, okay. And Alyssa did catch his name in the credits, but I was like, are we sure that's not him? But I was like, he'd be too old. But no, he's in it. So, so there's that. And yeah, Jane was lying. Jane is single. Jane is single. David Hayden Jones. That is a great name for somebody that does a lot of Hallmark movies. You think so? I do. I it's do. not a bad it, name. It just, I'm assuming just, he's Canadian. It just screams Hallmark to me, David Hayden Jones. Fair. I like it. I'll uh, let him know. I don't know these great. people. I just feel like I do. Um, okay, so now we're back with that stupid um, Lexi Megan Coop storyline. 
they I don't know where they are, what kind of side street, but Coop gets out pulls They're up, gets car. out of his car, gets in a car with Megan. He apologizes again about the night before and uh when Megan poured the martini on him and she accepts his apology and they start kissing. Um and Peter is at home drinking alone and there's a knock at the door and it's Amanda in a red dress, just in like second. in his dream. Yep. Looking yep. pretty good. By the way, I should say there must have been some period of time between like the middle of season six and like the episodes we're getting now um, because Heather Locklear is, has gotten some sort of makeover and her hair is different and she's being dressed differently again. Um, so so we must be in a slightly different window of time for these newest So do you episodes. think we're now sort of like like officially in episode in season 7? For my memory no because oh. it's there's still season 6 episodes until the next couple cast members leave but um, I do feel like maybe these were filmed in March of that year rather than December or something like right. that. I don't know. So like I do think I feel like Jennifer's hair is a little different now too, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, and so Peter says something about the dress and she's like, Oh right. I forgot. This used to be my favorite, but she's really like just there to ask him for his rent check. Yeah. She wants the um, rent check. But then he makes a move. He kisses her and she, pulls back and makes it clear that she's not interested. So then he goes in harder. So she leaves. She's like, you can just leave it in my mailbox. Goodbye. And we're back in Chicago. Michael and Jane are on their walk outside. They've just taken a walk down memory lane, metaphorically, uh, while the rest of that party goes on. They reflect on the past and they kind of sidestep over the bad stuff. They're still nostalgic, even though they both acknowledge bad stuff happened. Um, and they're basically like back by Jane's parents' house, and they hear like the sound of someone breaking glass or breaking something. And Jane goes in, and they say goodbye to each other. And again, it's sweet. But they do kiss. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, before they she have goes a nice kiss. Yeah, and it was like, aww. And one of my notes was, this would be great if they got back together. Full circle. Yeah. We just come full circle. But with like the most unlikely of all the couples. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they're really the only ones left standing. Well, that go back. Dead, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And that's so, uh, yeah. And that's, like, it was like, Billy back. starts we'll having an affair with next. his. Yeah. Yeah. True. Otherwise it's like Billy and his cab have an affair. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, speaking of Billy, we're at Amanda Woodward advertising again. This time he confronts Amanda about her supporting Sam. And Billy's like, if you ruin the Rome gig, I'm out of here anyway. And it like kind of unpacks a bit. He says he just wants to get out of LA. It's full of bad memories and he just needs to go and he wants to leave with Jennifer. And Amanda's like, okay, like if you leave, you yeah, know, Amanda's you can't. Like, All right you know you can't leave your memories but if you want to leave you can leave um and then we go at home jennifer is listening to italian lessons while she's making homemade gnocchi and that's when megan comes in she's like i really need to talk about coop and lexi i'm gonna lose it um and jennifer's like i'm sorry i don't have time can you cover for me at kyle's <laughs> and megan's like <laughs> okay that's fine <laughs> yeah and they were like okay friend i will see you later yeah yeah She's like, thanks for not hearing me out, but doesn't say that, just me. Um, and that's when we get a phone call from Michael to Jennifer. Um, 
he's all forlorn because he said goodbye to Jane and realizes he's still in love with her. And he's still casting doubt over Billy being worth all of uh, Jennifer's sorrow. Um, And he says something about like Billy's not really going to commit to you. He goes, when that happens, pigs will fly. And she goes, Oh, does that mean you're coming home soon? Yeah, I know that was really funny. I was like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. I mean, the dynamic between the two of them is just sharper than, than the vibe between a lot of these other actors. They have a very East coast vibe. Quite frankly, as actors and and as characters. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that the, the exchanges between them. And I mean, honestly, we haven't gotten enough of that. We got that when she first showed up when, um, but then they've, they haven't done, it's only recently now that they've put this. Because they softened her. Yeah. 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 You know, which is great. And they still, because I just, even, even the softer Jen, I think when she's back, when she is with her brother is still like a really great, like they're really great foils for each other. And they're really great also when they team up. So it's just been. Yeah. I think that's at the best when they team up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just really like them together. And I wish that we had seen, I wish that the show had done more of that instead of like, you know, now they're doing it the past, like, well, this episode, um, they, but they haven't been doing enough of it. No, they've been pretty separate for a while now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Kyle's. We have a bit more Diana Crawl. Still nice. More Peter drinking. So he's been drinking alone at the bar this time. And Amanda walks in. He goes to apologize to her. But, like, he immediately touches her. Like, he grabs her arms, really kind of grabs her sides. So she immediately, like, shoves him away. And she goes, that's it. I want you out by the end of the month. And Kyle comes over and says, Amanda filled me in on what happened. You're no longer welcome here. And Lexi appears out of thin air. And she's like, here, guys, let me help you. I'll escort him out. And they sort of each get a dig in at the other while they're outside. But that's kind of it. Then Peter just leaves. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at the big uh, Italian dinner. Jennifer has made dinner for Giorgio, and it looks very nice. It looks like all parties are enjoying themselves when that bitch Sam barges in to complain about Amanda's change of tune and how she is now supporting Billy again. And they it's now just getting locked the damn door. But anyway, well, she should have not barged in. But yes, mm-hmm. she should have knocked at least. Um, and then Jennifer gets a call amid all of this, and it's Michael who asks to be put on speakerphone. And Jennifer is hesitant but relents because she thinks Michael's going to really talk Billy up and and help her and him out. Instead, he actually like is mostly talking against Billy. And but Michael also, is... Michael did threaten. Do you want me to have mom call? He did. He did say yeah, that. And Jennifer's and goes, like, you're right. Okay. And he goes, you'd rather have me on the box. And I was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but then Michael le- leads into Billy about his sister, which was like, oh, come on, Michael, you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> no, Michael. And what do you really think you're accomplishing? And while he's doing this, he, he someone buzzes his room because he's like an hour from his flight back. And he says, oh, the bellman's coming to take my bags down, which how many could you have? But, um, uh, we don't see this because he just opens the door and turns back to the phone, but it's actually Jane who has come up to his hotel room. So Jane is in the background listening to what he's saying, and it's Michael berating Billy, but also really like revealing himself having pined for the one he screwed over and still wants. So it's a warning to Jane, but it's like a revelation about himself. Uh, it's a warning 
to Billy, if I didn't say it. But it's a revelation about himself, and that's when he turns around and sees Jane. Yes. Um, meanwhile, this forces Billy to confront his own emotions, and he again declares his love for Jennifer, and in front of all these people, Giorgio, Samantha, proposes to Jennifer. So Sam says, I might puke, and leaves, and it's like, good. Good, puke. I hope you fall down on the way out. Um <laughs> And then back in Chicago, Jane and Michael start kissing and uh, and and they sleep together in the hotel room. Uh, and as the camera pulls back, we see the photo that he had stolen of the two of them at the reunion in like the pocket of his bag. In the morning after, he and Jane are talking and he's like, I know you won't come to L.A. again. So they have like a nice fond farewell um, with some sort of closure, perhaps you might say. You're right. Um, and then this one is like the stupidest um, at Lexi's house where Coop has to live. Now he and Megan have apparently been sneaking around because Lexi had some meeting in Sacramento and they're like, she won't be back until two o'clock. And then all of a sudden Lexi comes back right that minute because the meeting was canceled. So she flew back early. Um, and so she's pissed because them sneaking around could actually violate the whole marriage and, and screw up the money thing. And I mean, I'm team Lexi here, but I'm also team nobody here. Um, and then Lexi's pissed and she calls Megan a whore. And then I'm not team Lexi anymore. Um, and they all just start to fight. So so Coop finally just leaves. And that, that's kind of the end of it. Like, right, this thing but he doesn't... threatens to kill Lexi. He thre- but that's probably not... Oh, he, well, he loses it. Yeah, he team. snaps. As they fight, yeah, yeah he snaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just don't care. I mean, I, know, I just don't that. care. Uh, and then Peter, uh, we get another special guest star. Uh, Peter comes to meet a old patient of his, a powerful guy who had a procedure that Peter uh, like presided over, played by James Ferentino, who's a pretty know. famous character actor of the time. We never uh, saw it. We don't know. We, we've never this seen is, this yeah, guy, right? Sometime, this is new. This would, no, we've never seen him before. He's not alluding to anything we've seen on the show. Um, it's just something that happened off camera while Peter was on the show. Um, and he says, I told you if you need anything, I'm happy to return the favor. Uh, and Peter's like, yes, it has to do with Amanda Woodward advertising. And we're not sure what that yeah. is, but we do cut then to Amanda on the phone with someone. And I don't think this has anything to do with what Peter just asked for because it's Allison. It's Allison. Another dearly departed castmate um, from who left in season five. It's Allison Parker on the phone with Amanda. So Billy overhears Al- Amanda talking to Allison, and after they hang up, he pries, finds out that Amanda was a reference for her. And here's a bit of character assassination. I feel uh, they find out. We find out with Billy that. Since she left for Atlanta, she's not been doing too well. She has apparently fallen off the wagon several times and been in and out of rehab and lost yet another job. Um, or at several, this point, it sounded like. I mean, yeah, <laughs> at this point, in like nine months' time. Yeah. At this point, Sam is also overhearing Amanda talk to Billy. Um, so apparently, Allison is on her way into another treatment program. Uh, Amanda says something to Billy like, she's not worth it. Don't dwell on a flaky ex-girlfriend, which is like just a dagger through my Allison loving heart. All of this really. But um, so then Sam calls Jeff and seems to finally commit to him, except she also asks him to do something when he's in Atlanta, which is coming up in a few days. Right. So we don't know exactly what's going on with Peter. No, no. But clearly like, 
Jeff, at this point, just be a bit smarter. This girl is he's using you still. He's, he's not, not going, going to. Be. No, it's all right. He's he's pretty, so he doesn't have to be smart. Um, and then Michael is finally back home at the beach house. Comes back from his you know trip, and Taylor is asking about things. They're like you know sort of playing house. She goes into the shower, and he says he'll give her a back rub. While uh, she's in the shower, he gets a call from Jane. Guess what? She actually did come to L.A. Guess what? She rented a car. Guess what? She's turning onto Pacific Coast Highway. Guess what? She'll be there in five to ten minutes. She's five minutes away. Jane is barely off the phone when we hear Taylor shouting, I'm almost done and ready for my back rub. And we just do like a a slow-mo fade on Michael in in another one of like truly his threes company uh, scenarios. Though I guess he'd be Larry more than Jack. Um, And that's where we end it. Have we brought Jane back now? Just for her to find herself in the same position she was in all those years ago? We have to see. I mean, yes, but no, right? Because Michael really doesn't want a thing with Taylor. No. They're really not together. Taylor has just inserted herself because he knocked her up. Correct. So, you know, there there is no there there between Michael Truly. and Taylor, even though Taylor wants there to be. So in a way, it is not different, but I'm sure that Jane will not see it that way. Yeah, I think that's uh, exactly what you can expect. Yeah. so Still nice to have her back. It is nice to have her back, and I'm hoping that things get a little bit better. Yeah, I hope so. You guys are just going to have to wait until next year to find out what happens next, though. Yeah, because we're going to go away until next year. We are. So due to, you know, some previously described health issues, we're calling it a year. Uh, we're not going to go to the boulevard tonight. We hope to do that uh, sometime in the beginning of next year. We will, of course, also return to the block uh, and hope all of you join us somehow happier and saner and healthier than we've been <laughs> in 2021. And actually, this year, I know, right? Actually, this year, I think, is going to be our last year with, the, with Melrose Place. Yeah, we're in the final season, we're so final those episodes season. will run out sometime in 2022, which means hopefully our big transition into the next show we recap will happen during this year. Which is wild. I can't wait to get away, get, get off the block. What are we <laughs> doing next? I, I know we talked about a few things, and now I don't remember what we landed on. Well, I'll throw it out there, and for you lucky listeners, weigh in. We had talked about potentially doing Alias. <gasps> Right. We had talked about potentially doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I think those were the big ones. I think we'd also considered we Charm and e- Charmed and ER. Yeah. Now, okay, I don't remember ER. But okay, I maybe I made Charmed. that up. We did also toss that out there. Okay. I'm my personal leanings right now are for Alias. Ooh. I'm not. So you say guys, where I'm leaning. Wait, what'd you say? You're not, not going to say, say? I'm not going to say out loud where I'm leaning. Okay. To keep everybody in suspense. Okay. We don't want to tip our hand. Understood. Okay. Um, yeah, sometime probably around May or June is when we'll be done. No, not that soon. I don't know. We must we have like 30 20... odd episodes. Okay. Yeah. So later. Okay. Episodes. Yeah. I think it'll be in the fall. Okay. Maybe by the fall. Hopefully we'll all still be alive. Unless like we can't take it anymore and we start just doing, let's just do two episodes a week and just get the grind this thing out. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I can watch two hours a week at a time. I know, right. I don't know that I can do it either. <laughs> so I don't see that happening. 
All right, I'm going to go to bed so that I can get right. up bright and early and go to Connecticut. Yeah, I wish you all a happy new year. And Karen, I wish you good luck and feel much better very soon. Thank you. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, everyone. See you in 2022.